Put your two hands on the hurl podcast. 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 Oh lads, and welcome to this week's installment of the Two Hands in the Hurl podcast. Today we are, uh, we're actually missing one of the lads, because uh, I don't know, we just couldn't get in contact with him uh, through the group chat, whether he just uh, can't see the messages or he's balls deep in Belgian waffles. Uh, we're, miss- we're missing our uh, European correspondent, Mark Ryan. Uh, joining me though, we have, uh, we have big old TJ there, good man TJ, how you know man? Well, Liam, how's things? Not too bad, bud. Not too bad. Any crack? I was actually looking forward to the podcast this week because I'm looking for an apology. Ah, you'll get it. Uh, you might get it. You might get it. Um, <laughs> your your solicitor has your solicitors have been in touch, but. Uh... <laughs> All right. So your apology will come in the form of me introducing the next guy. So the next guy up is. The true granddad of the Two Hands in the Hurl podcast. So I'd like to apologise to TJ for last week calling him the outlet of the group. Uh, Mr. True Granddad, Robbie Mansfield, how are you getting on, bud? Well, kid, what's the story? <laughs> or should I call you son? Or should I call you son? Yeah. Son. <laughs> Boy. Do you want, uh, want me to talk louder, uh, granddad, there? Guys, I won't lie to you, it's uh, nearly my bedtime, so uh, I think I have to take my, my, my medicine for tomorrow. Yeah, and like, to be fair, like, to be fair, like, I'm, like, not that much older than TJ, so, you know. I still old. Just don't want to go and throw that out there now. <laughs> so, what you're saying is, you're both granddads, and I don't need to apologise to TJ. Uh, I think you should. You should do, like, some sort of a, a walk of shame type uh, Game of Thrones style apology. <laughs> uh, just like people you're walking through the, the streets of Kilkenny and people are hurling abuse at you <laughs> yeah if TJ wants to organise that yeah I'll do the, uh, the walk of shame actually I was thinking we might look down the line uh, let listeners decide but we might do something for charity and see if we can get listeners involved for Liam's walk of shame might be interesting yeah yeah that, yeah, that could be that could be cool man yeah and then, as long as there's points involved. Yeah, then I wouldn't be doing it directly for you, TJ. I'd be doing it for a charity as well. So I'll do it for the charity. Charity. I'll do it for the charity. Definitely. <laughs> right, boys, we'll, uh, we'll crack on before uh, Robbie falls asleep on the podcast scene as it's nearly his bedtime. Uh, which will bring us into the first topic, lads. Sam Bennett, what an animal. So... Um, just a bit of background, lads. I'm uh, sure you know, but he's the first man to win the green jersey um, since 1989. And the guy that won the Irish man that won him before was Sam Kelly, and they're actually both from the same place. So there must be something in the water down there, boys. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. Like I mean, growing up um, and in, in secondary school, and that we used to go down to. Uh, Leisure Centre in Carrigan Shore and it was named after Sean Kelly and I mean the impact that I mean hearing about uh, sports are so close to I mean so close to home even being from Tipperary all that aside I mean it's just fabulous what he done and Sam Bennett to follow on is amazing as well and he just like there was a post put up on Facebook from his cycling club I don't know if anyone saw it but it just really hit home like that you're driving along the road, you see someone cycling in front of you, 
and he could be the person that's after claiming the green jersey in the Tour de France and it's just an unbelievable and then when the last stage as well is unbelievable well probably if he's a cyclist you're probably beeping at him to get out of the way though yeah you are probably say get them (laughs) Uh, look at look at that fucker look get him on my way would you believe it was the first thing popped into my head this evening when I saw it I was just saying it's probably to let him curse and like I mean yeah I never beat the horn I only silent anger silent anger pass out <laughs> be patient and then pass out and call him everything under the sun but uh, <laughs> so I love the way you qualified the fact that he's from uh, Tipperary you know it's like oh sure well he's from Tipperary but we still love him <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a gas one, and um, he's. Um, I was just thinking if Mark was here, but um, he was actually born in Belgium, and he grew up oh. in Tipperary, and so he moved over to Tipperary when he was very young, and he's like he's. I think was, I think he was about eight or nine or something, and I mean, so we can claim him. Being honest, he is English, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's. We have to qualify it. Like, there's still hurling rivalry there. Like, but, I mean, what he's after achieving, hurling's out the window. Like. Yeah, and we won't hold him, you know, being from Tipperary against him. So. Did he ever hurl for uh, Tipperary? Any hurling uh, background? I don't know. I don't know that. Now, maybe the listeners could actually um, clarify that first. I know we have a few listening from Tipperary. So they might be able to qualify. But all, all joking aside, I mean, it's it's an immensely proud thing. I I mean, it just shows how good he is for an England train player. So, I mean, we're discussing last week that uh, they were saying Sam, uh, or sorry, Sam Bennett was British. So it just shows the achievement that he's after doing. Like, it's unbelievable. And that's not against England. Just Is that, yeah, is that how we... Uh class our athletes is they're not they haven't met it until Britain try claim them (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well I mean they are unbelievable like the great British footballer uh, Roy Keane you know yeah (laughs) I think I think this could be a topic for another day like we could absolutely hash out so much time out there you know, I think we'll just bear on anyway, lads, to the, you know, to the Premier League, where uh, I've actually done my little bit of homework, uh, and Wolves since uh, you know in the last week they've had two games, so they've played uh, Sheffield United, they won, lads, give up, yo, um, <laughs> and then they lost there the other day to Stoke, so um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to tomorrow where they're playing uh, Man City. So that was in the, yeah. the League Cup they lost, I think, was it? Um, to be honest, Robbie, I don't know. I just know they played. So. <laughs> they only played, yeah, they only played one league game. So they, they've got the three points in the bag now. So. In the bag, boy, huh? In the bag, yeah. boy. Liverpool yeah, beat City know. tomorrow. Yeah, I, did, uh, I think City will probably just walk through them. Because like, as we said before, City are going to be looking to win it out. So. One of their best players from Wolves went to uh, Liverpool. Jota, was it? Yeah, I was just about to say Liverpool pulled off the... Um, you are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asher, look, lads, we'll manage. We'll manage. It's early days yet, but 
I can sense a good season coming through. Um, yeah. So any other any other goss on the on the Premier League lads? Because honestly, I'm doing well to just watch uh, to watch Wolves play. So <laughs> I think a bit of not being biased here, but I think the two biggest news stories of the week: Bale to going back to Spurs on his season long loan um, after an unhappy patch in um, Real Madrid. And this is actually this is something I can actually comment on because I seen it was like a meme. It was like uh, Tottenham have now signed uh, 35 players, including Gareth Bale, to replace selling Gareth Bale seven years ago. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's fucking madness. <laughs> so the, the big question is, though, has he brought his golf clubs to uh, to Spurs or has he left them in Madrid? Because he was a big uh, golfer when he was uh, sitting on the bench for Madrid. Uh, would you believe, actually, I read a rumour the other day before it was officially announced, like the rumour was circulating for a long time, but before pen was put to paper, he actually was seen, or I think he was seen near a friend's golf club. Um, I, now, I think it's correct, but I think, yeah, he brought over the golf clubs, all right. <laughs> It's a bit of a so mad one going to Spurs though, look, because Spurs wouldn't be like he could probably go to any of like the other big clubs, like like happily any like Liverpool, Chelsea, United, the City, any of these teams would probably take him. Like so, it's it's kind of I don't think it's a bit strange he's gone to Spurs though. No? I I say it's just kind of a loyalty. I I mean it's like at Spurs he made his name and. I mean, Spurs actually made a killing in selling them to Real Madrid. Unfortunately, they didn't use the the transfer funds the way I think they should have. But uh, being a Liverpool fan, it's great. But um, I, I honestly think he will add. I think he will really add to Spurs. I mean, like I was saying, it's where he kind of learned to play his trade. And with um, Son, I mean, Son scored a hat-trick. Uh, on Sunday and I mean with uh, Harry Kane there as well it will be a formidable attack and I mean Aguero out for Man City as well um, I think the Spurs might be up there thereabouts with Liverpool um, this early in the season I said before Christmas it could be Liverpool Spurs something like that I, I really think it's a good sign for Spurs Yeah I think it is TJ yeah. but Man, you're putting me asleep here with all this talk of Spurs. I've heard Spurs, I've heard Spurs about fucking 17 times in the last minute I timed it. Um, <laughs> all right, Liam, well, I think we should uh, lift up our hearts with some uh, rugby news. Uh, I don't think we'll be lifting it up uh, very much, lads, with the weekend that Irish rugby had. Uh, I mean, Leinster uh, losing to, to Saracens at the weekend, and then you had uh, Ulster losing uh, this morning. Uh, to Claremont, which was absolutely shocking. Like I, I missed the Leinster game. TJ, you seen that? Like, what, what you make of it? Like, I heard, um, I did hear that Mauro Atoja had an absolutely amazing game, and I seen a couple of clips where, like, he made a ta- he made a tackle, he jumped up, he made a counter rook, uh, he didn't turn it over, but then he made the next tackle, and he made a counter rook, and like he was just wreaking absolute havoc, and that was in like the seventieth minute. So like I I would have hated to see him in the other in the rest of the game. Like what like what you make of it? Like did Leinster beat themselves or did were Saracens that bit better? 
I think it was the pressure Lens were put over or put under. I mean, um Saracens went what was it, fifteen three ahead um in the first half and all of the scores for Saracens nearly came from penalties from the from the scrum. And it just showed the pressure that Leinster were put under. I mean, if I wonder did Leinster put too much pressure on themselves. I'm not making excuses, but to focus on the 25-match winning run, and this was going to be the revenge mission from the final defeat last year. I, I think that could have played a lot into it. Genuinely, yeah. Leinster looked nervous, very nervous. Yeah, I did hear that Leinster's bigger guys, so you had like Skeen Healy or Johnny Sexton, or you know, the, the bigger names that would have been with Ireland the last few years, I heard that they didn't turn up at all. I heard like they just, it was like they just shot the pants and, and that was it. Which is very definitely sorry. Just to correct, it was actually twenty-two three at half time. Uh, Sarah's yeah. the try, but it was fifteen. You could say fifteen three. I mean, from penalties kind of way, leaving it out. Yeah, yeah. Just the big guns. I, I honestly, I put, I put it in group last night. Just chat, just chatting. Was it a was it a mistake? Lens to rest in their players against Ulster. Was it? I know they. We were discussing they have such a big panel and all of that, but was it a mistake to say? I know it was injuries give players a rest or that, but would it have been the kind of a motivation for them to go in? We're after winning the title. I know they're after winning it all, three three years in a row, but would it have been the right platform to go into the Saracens game? Then the big players being rested. Where do you find? I don't know, like that. Like you're at that level, and they've been up there for the last how many years now? You know, they're tried and tested. They know that, like, if they give those bigger players a rest, like it shouldn't really affect them for the following week. So, like, I'd say they're kind of playing off the fact that, like, they know what their game is like. They never really, you know, like if one of them doesn't turn up, the rest of them usually do, and it's that's the way Leinster usually play. And then one will feed off the other, but like it kind of it was like it worked negatively there. The weekend is like one played bad and then the rest played bad. Yeah, but, um, I think yeah, it could have been a bigger factor for Ulster getting hammered uh, by Toulouse having the they had a big game last week against Leinster and they had to put everything into that and then they had to turn yeah. around uh, a week later and play you know a massive French team like that's kind of yeah because the way they got uh, today. Yeah, looking at Ulster today, they looked absolutely dead under feet. I mean. Uh, Ches and Colby uh, sidestepped Jacob Stockdale twice <coughs> and it looked like Stockdale just didn't want to tackle him. It looked like he was tired. It was absolutely bollocksed. And uh, it was two kind of piss-easy tries. Now, not to take it away from uh, from Claremont either. Like, they played decent, but they didn't play to their standards and neither did Ulster. But like I think Ulster were just very, very tired from the week before where, as you said, Robbie, they had a massive just, I don't know. Toulouse, Toulouse. I don't know. TJ's after putting me so asleep that I can't even think. <laughs> Getting the blame again, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, to be honest, Robbie, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm even confused myself here. Fuck you, TJ. <laughs> it's your, it's your uh, soothing voice, man. <laughs> but yeah. one thing. Hypn- hypnotic voice, he has. Were the warning- hypnotic voice, yeah. Were the warning signs there, I'm not changing topic, but were the warning signs there for Leinster? Because they did struggle for long, I know it's a local derby, 
but they did struggle for long patches against Ulster. Now, was it a thing, like you were saying, would an excuse for Ulster today be actually put so much into trying to beat Leinster in the Pro 14 final? And, or was it a thing that Leinster were kind of, were they a warning saying that Leinster weren't really on top of their game to go in, was it? Fuck it, like it's a final. You're in the final, like you don't coast to a final. You're in the final because you deserve to be there. Yeah. So, like, obviously, they're going to put everything into that and try to win that. Um, yeah, I think I think Ulster were tired. I, just, I don't think I think Leinster just didn't turn up. Yeah. But uh, like, you're in a, you're in a final. You can't say um, you can't say you didn't give it all because you know you did. Yeah. Um, you could even look at it from the the Saracens angle of like uh, that they were kind of already relegated from the English Premiership and this is their game that they had kind of targeted and then they had like uh, Owen Farrell was uh, suspended so like they had essentially nothing to lose having a a good go at Leinster like and came off for them. Exactly. The scary thing about it is and I won't lie I hold my hands up I won't know much about Saracens I, I'd watch games and that I know on Farrell and all that. But the scary thing was, did you see the... Uh, uh, it'd be worth watching the penalties that Saracen scored yesterday. It, they were massive. I mean, they were nearly from 55, 60 metres out, which is phenomenal. Like, if you think a GA player is able to kick over from what, 45, 50 metres out for to kick over from 55, 60 metres was... And, I mean, I, I agree completely with you. They were just up for that game. They really weren't. It was like they were out to say, here, we're doing it without on far. We're really going to do this in style. Yeah, it was really something for them to prove as well. It was like, fuck it, we don't need all, we don't need them. We can play without them. We have the talent here. So why don't we just go out and give it a fucking whack? And it worked for them. Like, yeah, they played with confidence where Leinster apparently didn't. So at that level, your confidence goes a long way. You know, like... Everyone else there has the skill set. You know, they're all super fit. You know, it's your mindset that gets you the rest of the way. It just proves in rugby as well that you have to win the battle of the fatties before you can uh, actually uh, win the game. <laughs> Saracens did. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it, it was actually a kind of a, a bit like, do you remember Ireland, um, or sorry, England beat Ireland in Six Nations? I forget the year where the Irish scrum just completely collapsed. Like, it was kind of similar yesterday in the sense that the Saracens just completely outfought and the amount of penalties that were conceded needlessly from... Uh, I mean, pressure that was put on. Like, I mean, it's one thing you would never say about Leinster being bullied the way they were. But in saying that there are young side, great young players coming up, I mean... We were chanting last week, what, 53-plus players on the verge of the team. They will be the team to beat in years to come again, but um, I can't take anything away from Saracens. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, they outclassed them on the day, so... Uh, yay, Saracens. Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, sure, look, we'll be on to more, uh, more Irish news, lads. Um... TJ, I heard you got a massive fright of this, but uh, up, up and awfully, huh? Uh, a young lad out in his back garden found a, a saw-scaled viper. 
which is one of the most dangerous snakes in the world. How do you feel about that, Heej? I'm wondering how the snake had the balls to go to Offaly. <laughs> I mean, genuinely. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've been lucky to be involved up there for a couple of years. I just want not mess with Offaly. I know, all joking aside, lovely people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's actually like, I, I mean, we're just chanting up here, I hate snakes, but... I mean, a nine-year-old actually went out and faced one of the most dangerous snakes in the world. I mean, it's a snake that it, it kills. It's one snake that kills more people in the world, and it found its way toughly. Um, and it's scary. Actually, just reading about it and listening about it, it came in from India. Uh, their son was imported from India. And the snake, the only way they can explain it is the snake must have been among the stone. Um, but it's actually scary. Like it, The snake was captured by Reptile Village in Kilkenny. Uh, they were called up, the owner went up, and it's been sent over to the main venom uh, laboratory over in England. Um, so it's going to be studied to see, but uh, I know it's scary. I, I can't get over how brave the nine-year-old was. He was so excited that he'd be able to go into school with a picture saying he discovered one of the most dangerous snakes in his back garden. Like, it's pretty I, some, some story to be able to tell, actually, isn't it? <laughs> you, you've no stories but, about, you've no stories like that, Teej. It's all just uh, you're sinking 15 points and then going shifting for <laughs> 50, 50 million women. I often, <laughs> I often came across a few snakes in the grass, but they weren't the uh, reptile sorts. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, uh, fucking hell, though. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, we actually <sighs> put up the picture on the, Facebook, on the Facebook page for everyone to see if they haven't seen it already. It's, it's only, I say, about, what, two, three foot long max? And the damage it could do, like, but uh, it's it's actually the big question is though, will his friends believe him that that it happened? Yeah, this would be like the the lad that jumped out of the plane. No, <laughs> did you? Would you ever fuck up? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it copied it. He copied the most famous person in Offaly since Seamus Starby. Like he could be, he could be living off of this for the next fifty years. I discovered the most. I know, but. I know. Yeah, that, that young lad now, he could go into a point or go into a pub now in anywhere in Offaly and yeah, be offered a point. Uh, he's he's already a man. Just to, he doesn't need a substantial meal now either. Yeah, exactly. Lads, we don't condone underage drinking. Just to clarify that. <laughs> but, uh, but he's a man, DJ. Yeah, you wouldn't tackle that that snake on your man. <laughs> he's got bigger balls than a lot of us. <laughs> He was using the spirit of St. Patrick, he was. <laughs> Actually, it's worth to find out is his name. No, it isn't. I was going to say was his name Patrick. No, it isn't. <laughs> that would have been some coincidence, all right. Wouldn't it be deadly if he banished the snake with a hurl, though? He was walking <laughs> the garden with a hurl and say, snake, be gone. <laughs> Not that we encourage nine-year-olds to go around chasing venomous snakes, either, just to clarify. With hurl, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just to clarify. In the back garden, but don't, yeah, don't attack snakes with it. Yeah. yeah. Do, do not, we do not condone animal cruelty. 
Or underage drinking. Or underage drinking. Or underage drinking. That's me, Celine. Or going, or going to Offaly. <laughs> <laughs> it's nearly as bad as Dublin, lads, huh? <laughs> Cheers, lads. <Ooh. laughs> Speak. Speaking of Dublin, well, lads. Well, well, boys, you're going to be invaded in the dubs. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, best of luck, Rob, working in the in the leisure centre part of the hotel. Should be fun. Uh, well, like you know, dubs have they have the right to travel to go to uh, go to their free pubs for a few pints because their pubs are closed. So that's what's going to happen. Yeah, they'll just uh, end up like uh, going everywhere, all over Ireland, just for you know a weekend away, a few scoops. Back home then, working Monday the morning. Coronavirus. <laughs> is it a bit? Okay. Is it a bit tough, lads? Being honest, the, I mean, I know cases are rising, and I'm not going to bore Lane, but is it actually tough that I mean, with a population, a population the size of Dublin, that they're kind of, I know it happened in Kildare Leach and awfully the exact same, but is it a thing that we're go- just going to have to try and survive without shutting down? Will the economy have to come first soon, lads? Yeah, I think so. I think you kind of have to, have to kind of just keep moving and do the best we can and keep as much kind of businesses open because like, the knock-on effect of closing businesses is going to be probably possibly worse than COVID, like, you know, so I think we have to try and kind of keep going and keep living with the virus, you know? Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, you have to look at the health aspect and, I mean, can't take that away. I mean, um, my parents are at risk, so I am really kind of watching my footsteps, but I think the situation, the, I mean, the, will the hospitals be able to be funded in, in a year's or two's time? properly if the economy is shut down but um i i think it's tough but we have to go with health advice i don't want to bore Lee, but oh too fucking late to you well it's kind of young lads like Liam they're going to pay the taxes for all this like me me and you teach will be uh retired and uh Liam will still be paying all the taxes for all this so you know yeah. we'll have to face face up to it sometime Dirty yeah. bastards, eh? That's a good touch. <laughs> 50 years' time, we'd be still in lockdown. But <laughs> yeah. Fucking OLED. Do you, huh? <laughs> Do you watch the news today, uh, Tish? Yeah. Speaking. Oh, fucking news, huh? <laughs> I, I think he's, he's hanging on by a thread. Um, yeah, look, yeah. Speaking of, of OLEDs, and I know because my granddad loves these, right? But bounty bars. Oh. Fuck me, lads. I, I think they're shit. That's fighting words. Robbie, I know you love them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you love them. But, man. Hey, in a box of celebrations, I'm overjoyed when there's all the bounties left. Oh, man. I get sick when I look at them. I wouldn't be a big chocolate lover. That's, I won't lie to you, but bounty bars would be the same as pineapple on a pizza. Just shouldn't be there. It just, just doesn't work. No, no. But all right, hold on. Why shouldn't pineapple be on a pizza, just to clarify? Because <laughs> it just doesn't work. Not to work. go off on a tangent, but... Shouldn't be there. 
Is it because it's a fruit? Is it because it's a fruit? Is it? No, I say like that the the sweet and the salty taste. I don't. I don't think it works. It's, I think it's it's just way too sweet for the pizza. Though. It's a bit like the host of the podcast here, sweet and sour. It, it just <laughs> it, it might work at times, not all the times. <laughs> Hurry up, Tita! You're born, guys. <laughs> bounty bars are totally tropical, like fresh coconut. It's just you know the scent, the taste of freshness. You know, you could uh, be on a Caribbean beach, you know, sinking back your bounty bars. And you've got what other like what are boring options are in the celebrations like? Oh, Robbie, look, Mars bar, like you, come on, man. I I could count on one hand the amount of people I know that like bounty bars. That's how shit they are. No way. What you a, have it, like your taste buds? Need they're to useless. They're, yeah, there's no taste out of them. They're just, Coconut they're is lovely. Bland. They're like ugh, ugh, <laughs> ugh, ugh. I think you made your point there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not having that totally like just to you know have uh, anyone has any spare bounty bars in there uh, you can uh send can them to keep PO box you uh, can two hands at the keep hurl podcast <laughs> you can fucking keep them lads keep them where they are <laughs> you like anything coconut in at all um i don't know you just anti coconut. Do you know those uh, the oaks you get at Easter? They're like the like the tea cakes, and yeah. there's a bit of coconut on the outside of them. I don't mind that because there's not much of coconut on them. But I think bounty because it's just pure coconut. It's like I think it's just coconut overload. Like I think it's good as like an assister or you know, as a backup kind of taste, but not as the main thing. Going to spark off a debate here, maybe. What is it? What would you class a coconut? I mean, say compared to, and now I'm allergic to nuts anyway, but say compared to, say, other kind of nuts, peanuts, anything, would it actually be classed as a fruit or is it actually a nut? Or what? I think it's a fruit or a berry or something. It's not actually a nut. Yeah. Well, it's weird because, like, I don't think they know themselves because apparently a banana is a fucking berry. I know the, the reason I was asking was could it be classed as maybe kind of you know five a day? That's could it be classed as kind of a fruit? That's do you know the way your mint eats uh, now? You know a hell of a lot more than me. It's your field, but would a bang could a bounty be classed as one of your five a day? I definitely <laughs> count that as a five a day. Yeah, hundred percent. It's got everything the body needs, coconut, chocolate. Ah. <laughs> oh, man, fuck off. <laughs> What's your favourite celebration then, Liam? It's not, it's not a bounty. Oh, I think, like, I know everyone, like, fights for the Maltesers, but I wouldn't fight for them if I got one, I'd be happy, all right? But um, I think the, the Caramel Galaxies, ho, ho, ho. I, was you, I know you can't see me, but I did uh, like the perfect sign on my hand, and I was like, ho, ho, ho. So, like, that's how good they are. That's. I was going to actually say the perfect celebration is a good wedding, but you ruined it on me. Nah, stop being weird, TJ. Fuck off. Granddad joke alert. Granddad joke alert. 
TJ has now uh, overtaken Robbie in the granddad poll. <laughs> the board, the podcast. <laughs> he's, he's back on top. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man. No, fucking bounties. Yeah. Bounties are the shit, man. They're bountiful and totally tropical. They're seriously easy going. <laughs> bountiful, huh? Huh? Did you think it out on your own? You did? I <laughs> They're seriously easy going. They're like uh, Malibu. You want some uh, drink of Malibu and some uh, bounty bars? Just while your while your bus is late, you know you're fine. It's all good. That's Malibu. The, the, I like the taste of Malibu, but the smell. You might of get it, that ad reference name. You're a bit. You're a bit. Of, rotten. You? I I missed it to be honest. I, I zoned out. Yeah, I let the two other lads talk away there, and I zoned out. <laughs> Liam doesn't know anything that existed before the year 2000 nah. probably. and then some because I'm an idiot <laughs> oh, don't be so harsh on yourself Liam. I just think Liam got up the wrong side of the bed this morning it's actually brilliant Like, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what it is TJ I had about 10 points last night and that's you know, it's just I haven't had my chance to be properly at myself today I just went mopping around, like... You haven't been at yourself? Yeah, I, I haven't went near myself, lads, huh? <laughs> it says on my watch... That's the problem. Right? It says on my watch that I've done about 7,000 steps today. But I tell you what, about 5,000 of them was me walking home last night. Uh, about, you know, 12 to half 12, like... Do you know what happened to you there, Lee? There's one thing happened just straight away there. Did you pay for your substantial meal? I did. We like split, we split it evenly between the six of us, and it still came to like I think it was fifty or sixty quid each. <laughs> substantial meal, all right. <laughs> yeah, A substantial feed of points. <laughs> but uh, I know it's sign of old age, Liam. Robbie, Robbie will confer with this that. Once you go to a certain age, drink starts taking more of an effect than a juice. Yeah, I know, because like it used to be, say, give it a good year or two ago. You know, I could go out with Saturday night, crawl into bed at half three, four o'clock in the morning, and be up in the gym for fucking eight o'clock Sunday morning to train. Like, and uh, Those days are gone, Liam. They're well gone, because like, you were working today when I went into the pool. And I, I just wasn't myself. And that was at fucking, what, four o'clock. And it was just... Oh. I was just saying to Sonny, I was like, hopefully we don't have to pull this lad out of the pool now. I don't know how we're going to manage that. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes in, you come out and see me face down in the pool. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you need a fucking crane. You need a crane, I'd say, would you? <laughs> like, I know you're a strong, you're a strong dude, it. Robbie. You're a strong dude, Robbie, but I don't think... I, I don't know if Sonny would be much help to me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You were moving but, in the pool though. You didn't have to go two steps in. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think I did about ten lengths and didn't puke. So I, happy with that. I, I heard, it did take. Was that it? I know. I was going to say I heard Liam stood at the breaststroke. So <laughs> he's uh, more of a butterfly man. A butterfly. Just butterfly. <laughs> Fucking majestic. Yeah. like a butterfly sing like a bee I'd say teach that's it 
Right, lads, I think... Like um, a young Michael Phelps. Yeah, like a young Michael Phelps if he was absolutely fucking hungover <laughs> and dying. And if it took him about... Ha- if it took him half an hour to do 10 lengths of a 20-metre pool. <laughs> yeah. Shrok, lads, all this talk of uh, swimming and exercising and uh, bounty bars has made me uh, appreciate um, a good Kearney stone. So I think we... Uh, we take a five-minute break there, and uh, we come back. Cool up. Come back to the cool. to the last topic, lads. The last topic. Oh. Right, the highball. Sure. The highball, huh? Oh, oh. I'm going to need one of you to do oh. that for me, lads. When we come back, when I say the highball, instead of me doing it, because I'm in, I'm doing the highball. So instead of me doing it, one of you have to do it for me, okay? Fair enough. I nominate TJ. I nominate Robbie. You have the cast and both, Mr. Chesh. <laughs> oh, boys, welcome back. Huh? Did we have a nice little break? I know um, I actually didn't have any Carnish scones. Uh, all I did was make my lunch for tomorrow. So I just made uh, like a back lunch. There is overnight oats, and then there's a, there's a chicken, or a, not a chicken, there's a turkey stir fry there. Uh-huh. So you can take the boy out of the gym, huh? But you can't take the gym out of the boy. <laughs> That's it, huh? Oh, it's all about them gains. <laughs> the gains, boy. Yeah. I also went rummaging through all my old uh, boxes of celebrations there from Christmas and turned out every single bounty. So ah, sorry, man. Sorry, Rob. You donated to the cause. Donated to the cause. I was actually saying, every time I turned out one, I was like, unlucky, Rob. Every unlucky, time you eat Rob. a bounty, and an angel gets his wings. <laughs> Every time I throw one out, another bit of Robbie dies. Inside right now. Not, <laughs> not standing up for Lee or for Robbie here, but you not think of the work and effort that the worker put into making that bounty bar for you to enjoy and you firing it away like. Oh, that's fucking who's gonna enjoy that? Me. <laughs> 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 All How do you feel about it again, Liam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, before you actually make me sick, we're going to go on to the much, uh, the most much um, awaited high ball. Come on, Robbie. High ball. Do it. Do it. Ho ho. Ho I'm for the high ball. Ho ho. Everyone, boys. Ho ho. It's the high ball. So, lads. Uh, over the last, the last couple of high balls, anyway, they've kind of worked out well. I know Mark had his his three wishes from the genie, and you couldn't be couldn't be mainstream. Uh, Robbie, you had your zombie apocalypse, um, and now today, I was thinking, I was chatting one of the mates, and I was like, growing up, Joe, when you're growing up, uh, you wish superpowers were real. So, if superpowers are real, I'm not asking you what power you had, but I'm saying if you had powers, would you be a hero or a villain. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest here, lads. I'd fucking love to be a villain. Because you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah? You don't have to be, like, that bit politically correct. You know, you're, like, like, just go out there and, like, fucking kill someone. You know, be an absolute asshole. Be a dickhead. Be a cunt. And, like, just not give a fuck. And, uh, like, I think villains are generally... Are, just that bit cooler in the comics anyway, like, you know, shit like that. So I think, I think I'd like to be a villain and I think I'd be a, a damn good one too. 
So I'm going to throw it out to you, lads. Which would you rather be, a villain or a hero? I let you take it first, Robbie. <laughs> well, I I do I just think that some of the best heroes are actually assholes as well. So you can be an asshole and have a bit of fun with it and be a hero. Just do you know? Like likes of uh, say Deadpool there, like he's not like very straight laced. He kind of does whatever he wants, but he's a hero, you know. So yeah, I, he's not exactly a hero though. He's he's more of like an anti-villain or an anti-hero. Would say an anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, well, like no, yeah, but like no, he he's a bad guy that does like in his mind good shit, or he's a good guy that does bad shit. Yeah, yeah, but I I think that you know you don't have to be like your your Superman level of good where like everything you do is for the greater good of humanity and all this sort of stuff like i don't think you can you can be you know you can be you a just, hero you can kind of fight bad guys and stuff <laughs> do, do what i think robbie i think you just fucking love poking holes in all the high balls that you're on <laughs> just answer the fucking question just answer the fucking question like. well it's not like you know <laughs> as straight laced of a, of a question as you know you're putting out there it kind That's of is saying. like yeah when you were growing up and you're all like you're just playing with your your friends you know like you're that bit nerdy and like one of you had to be a hero one of you had to be a villain and you had the choice which would you be i'd probably be the hero yeah 100 percent. yeah why, why didn't you just fucking say that so really well because like now <laughs> it'd probably be like a hero who's a bit of an asshole it's kind of you know <laughs> An anti-hero or an anti-villain. But if you're a bad guy, it doesn't mean you're a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wreck-It-Ralph fight. It's like in a Wreck-It-Ralph fight. Yeah. That's such a great line, though. It is, yeah. Uh, just because I am bad guy. Zangief. Doesn't mean I am bad guy. If I guy. had a choice between Zangief and being a Wreck-It-Ralph, I'd definitely be Zangief. Yeah. I think Zangief has a bit of a head on him, like Wreck It Ralph is just wrecks it. Wreck it. I definitely wouldn't be your man. What's his, what's the guy in Wreck It Ralph? The guy who fixes it, fix it, Felix. Oh, fix it, Felix. What a douchebag! What a douchebag! What would you say like that? Batman is kind of. What would you class him? He's like a hero, but he's kind of like. He's a good guy, but he has his own rules. You know, like he, obviously he doesn't kill anyone, but. Uh, yeah, he's not exactly a hero hero, is he? TJ, he's the hero that Gotham needs right now. Yeah, he's not the one we, uh, what's it? it's not the one we deserve, it's the one we need. What we need right now. Yeah. TJ, you're very quiet there, bud. I'm putting lots of toss into it, I won't lie to you. It's actually a brilliant question. I, I think I'd have to be the villain. Uh, I was just thinking about it. You're on about Batman, you're on about Superman. I mean, they, kind of the person they loved in a sense, they could never come out and say, here, I, say Superman to Lewis Lane couldn't say, here, I'm Superman. Um, he kind of had to go with the nerdy, undercover kind of thing. Bruce Wayne as Batman, the same thing. Um, I'd have to go with the side of the villain because... Like if the comic books are, um, it's very seldom the villain is actually hidden in a sense that they hide their identity. They always have an unbelievable uh, woman under arm. Uh, <laughs> and, 
I mean, Tate wants to be himself. It's all making sense now. It's all making sense now. Tate wants to be himself, which is apparently is an asshole, and he wants he wants an absolute fucking cracker beside him. Uh, but if you're going say the hero, I'd I'd kind of go the kick-ass route. I think I think it's a brilliant film anyway. It's just yeah. the music in it, just everything about kick-ass is brilliantly. Uh, but yeah, I'd have to go the villain route. I mean, I'd love to be the likes of Lex Luthor. It's just um, no. Yeah, you, you already have the hair down for that anyway. <laughs> It's controversial to say, but do you know the kind of the the real, real bad Lex Luthor? Like, it's just there's something about it to be deadly. Like, um, but like, I I don't know. It's a I I, I kind of go with what Robbie was saying. You could be the hero and be an asshole, so that's why I go the villain route. Just be a complete asshole. Don't hide the fact. Just be an asshole. Yeah, and as you said, like you, you get to be yourself. Like it, you know, if you're the villain, everyone knows you're the villain. Whereas if you're the hero, no one knows who you are. You're always wearing a mask. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about, say, if you and I don't mean to be going in, but it's actually a deadly high ball. But uh, I mean, how can you be a hero and an asshole? I mean, it's kind of a contradiction in a sense. How can you be? In other words, spit on someone walking down the street and go save their life later on. I know they betrayed like, well. Go on, Robbie, sorry. I was just going to say like that, you know, you could like maybe, like if you're a hero, you don't have to be like, you know, thinking, like liking everybody. So you don't have to like the people, but like ultimately if that person is going to fall off a bridge or something, you'll save their life. We might call them an asshole afterwards. Like so, whereas like Superman would be like, have a good day now, stay in school and all this sort of stuff, like no matter who it is. Like. So it'd be kind of like the Irish superhero in a sense, you know. Oh, how's, you, oh, how's, how's the kids all of that? Walking away, the fucking bitch. Like, I, <laughs> fucking arsehole. <laughs> the fucking fifth time I saved him from that fucking bridge. Will you ever fuck off away from that? Yeah, I suppose if I was to be a hero, it would be like um, the movie Hancock. So Will Smith and Hancock. I'd be that kind of hero, a drunken mess. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like last night for you. Yeah, yeah, a drunken mess was, huh? 5,000 steps to walk fucking half a mile. <laughs> but I tell you what a good one was, boys, last night. I left before my housemate, or sorry, my housemate left before me, but somehow I got home before him. Oh. Maybe a challenger in Air Hancock and you flew home. <laughs> Tore the street over, huh? Do you know what I don't get about bad guys, though? What? Like super villains and shit. Like, they want to destroy yeah. the world or they want to destroy the universe. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't take it that far. Like, you know, I just... You know, <laughs> I'm not saying you would, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, but like, I'm just saying... I just, as a I villain, just don't get... Yeah, I don't get it. Why are you trying to fucking break up the place that everyone were like, you live there too, you know? Well, so why... do you know, like in uh, Earthworm Jim, did you ever watch that? What? Sure, it's before your time, before your time, Liam, before your time. But there's yeah. Earthworm Jim, the bad guy is evil to cash. Oh, jeez, that brings back yeah. 
Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, unreal. Actually, but, uh, go on. The dog guy, James Bond Jr. Um, I love James Bond Jr. James Bond Jr. <laughs> Liam's sleep again. But, yeah, but I wonder what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> Liam, it was the 90s, it was a simpler time. Simpler time. Was it early 90s or late 90s? Because if it was early 90s, I wasn't around. I'm going to. Mid 90s. Late 90s. I was. Mid 90s. Late 90s. I was between zero and four. I still should. Do you know what? When you were. Go on. I know. I was just going to say, Lean should still remember. I remember stuff from. Four years of age. TJ, I can't remember what I had for dinner yesterday, let alone fucking from when I was four. <laughs> I'm just going to put, give a contradiction here, but I think steadily. Could you be, say, Mike Myers in Austin Powers? As a superhero, you're like your mojo is your superpower. <laughs> well, yeah, but could you <laughs> play the double part? Like? Could you be... Would it be deadly to be kind of the good guy and the bad guy? So sure, that's just uh, the is it children's movie um, Megamind? Isn't he the bad guy and he ends up being a good guy and then he's like fighting himself? Yeah, it's a good concept. Like, I, yeah. the good guy actually <laughs> and powers would be brilliant. I mean, that's just that'd be completely deadly. So what you're saying is Austin Powers is the ultimate superhero. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Austin Powers has his two hands on the hurl. And Dr. Evil is the perfect villain. Like, because Dr. Evil doesn't want to... He actually... Looking at films, Dr. Evil actually wants to be caught. I think. He, so he's making it easy on you. But another... You're not even a true superhero. Yeah. I mean, it's just, but get the girl. Get the girl. It's all about the girl beauty. <laughs> that, that's what it all boils down to. That's why he wants to be Austin Powers as well. Yeah. Think about it. You have a fancy car. <laughs> you, you can drink like there's no tomorrow. Um, you just do whatever you want, like, and end up being the hero. I mean. Should that space James Bond? Well, James Bond's more serious. Like, I mean, James. Yeah, but he still has a great car. He gets the girl. He drinks, and he can do whatever he wants. He's got great one-liners as well. Like you know. Yeah. When he stabs someone, it's like he got the point. I know Austin, Austin Powers <laughs> would be a better or better agent. Like, definitely. He'd no, more suit not... your persona. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, what he, about uh, Drew in uh, Despicable Me? He's like a bad guy who becomes good. Did you say Drew? Yeah. Do you know it's Gru? Like G-R-U. Yeah, I just kind of you know made it. I realized when I said it there. <laughs> who, who? It's his oh, brother who? is Drew. His brother is Drew. No? Yeah, his brother is Drew, yeah. Yeah, you see where I was going with that book. Yeah, 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 anyway, yeah. he was a bad guy. He was a bad guy, <laughs> and then he became a good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
having the clue what you're on about, lads. Sorry. Despicable me, TJ. Even <laughs> I mean, I'm just nodding here. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Fucking old man, yeah. <laughs> TJ has T Robbie, you're a grand. TJ has just reclaimed granddad. <laughs> Actually, here's one. What about Sonic the Hedgehog? Was Sonic, he, yeah. What he, about him? he was the hero as well. Yeah, he was. So being <laughs> <laughs> So you want What's to be a blue hedgehog? <laughs> yeah, you want to be a blue hedgehog, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> The fuck is the point in bringing them up then? Did you see the new Sonic? No. Didn't. Yeah. Did you I see have, the new Sonic? No, I've seen like the trailers for, and like apparently everyone was like giving out about how he looked and everything. Well, the the movie they released wasn't too bad. Like they kind of went back and they changed lots of it. But the movie was the movie yeah. itself was pretty good, and Jim Carrey was pretty good as well. Yeah, I haven't actually seen it. I love Jim Carrey though. That's like Ace Ventura. Ah. Would Ace Ventura be a hero then? Like No, he's a pet detective. Ah yeah, but I mean <laughs> <laughs> So I better show I was gone for enough chess picture. <laughs> Does it necessarily have to be a superhero? Can't you be kind of do goals? No, I, I never yeah, I, I didn't say like a superhero. Like I know I kinda described that across as like if superheroes or superheroes were real. But, like, the question was, if you had the option of being a hero or a villain, which would it be? Oh, villain. Villain, so. Yeah. Villain. Yeah. Just one more thing to throw in there. You know the, the Venom movie with Tom Hardy? Yeah. Where, like, the, the Venom character is a, is a bad guy. But in the movie Venom, he's kind of like, he's the hero of that movie. But obviously, yeah. you can see him being turned to the dark side as well. So, like, there's loads of different angles here. So, it's not as straightforward as being good and bad, you know, good and evil. <laughs> Just, which do you want to be, Robbie? <laughs> I told you already. But you were saying I was poking holes in it, what you were saying. Yeah, and you're but still I, poking fucking holes in it. <laughs> but, like, there's, there's not just, like, good people and bad people. I know, yeah. I know it's not just, like... It's not black and white. Yeah, there's obviously like there's, it's an absolute grayscale. Yeah, there's a multitude of uh, deciding factors. But I'm putting it out to you, hero or villain. And Go you into my to... head, hero or villain. What? Go into my head, hero or, vi- or villain. I can't hear you. I I don't if understand like your a, question. If you had like a gun to my head and you, and you sort of like pick one, yeah, hero exactly. or villain. Hero or villain, and if you answer me with another like uh, <laughs> your loophole or you know, to disembark my fucking question, I'm blowing a hole in your head. What about Simba, the Lion King? I know I'd be uh, probably a bad guy because uh, <gasps> dead. I love dead. the Joker. I love the Joker. <laughs> so you'd have to yeah. be a bad guy. Yeah, Grant. So you're you're now a bad guy. Yeah, you're a bad guy without being a bad guy. Okay. Begrudgingly, I'm a bad guy, but not a bad guy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Gabish? Yeah, so I think we're all in agreement, lads, for once. We're all villains. And not necessarily, Lean. Oh, TJ, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ripping the piss, I'm ripping the piss, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, one last question, though. If we're all villains, we should be some sort of... Uh, 
super villain group. Yeah, what's our? Years. Yeah, what's that could be a question for another time, lads. Or yeah, like uh, you're like yeah, in in DC, you have you know, Justice League is the good guys. Injustice League is the bad guys. In Spider Man, you have the Sinister Six. You know, what are we? We can't just be like the terrible trio because it's kind of weird. <laughs> terrible trio. <laughs> be weird. The terrible trio. They'll get you. <laughs> yeah, they'll get you. Oh, they'll get you. And TJ will get your woman. <laughs> just to make it perfectly clear to the listeners, I'm not as <laughs> bad as it's made out. <laughs> Perfectly clear. <laughs> uh, what about the trike or something like that? Something. The fuck is that, Tita? <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to just fucking leave it there. It's then, an old man reference you wouldn't get. Yeah, yeah, it must be. Yeah, it must be fucking ancient. <laughs> well, it was known to taxpayers. That's all I say. But. Uh... <laughs> Ah, uh, boys. Here, wrap it up, Lee. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up the fuck before you try anything. Pineapple, old, pineapple, 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 pineapple. <laughs> right, lads, look, signing off. You've been listening to the Two Hands in Her podcast. Uh, sound for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed us uh, taking the piss out of uh, TJ being a granddad. And, uh, you know, that's about it, yeah. I think that's about all we took the piss out of it. So, basically. Yeah. I've been Liam, you've been uh, Robbie and TJ, so good luck and good night. Good luck. Bye, 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 b